Hey y'all, it's Tim Marie, and welcome back to another episode of Struggling Ain't Easy. And I'm trying to sound like a little bit more peepy and cheer because I feel like my voice is so chill and relaxed. So yeah. like even when I when I do sound excited, I I still sound, you know, chill and relaxed. So hopefully that sounded a little bit more exciting. But yeah, so introduce yourself. I have my co-host with me today. Um, my name is Malcolm. Uh, aka our mans yeah my mans my mans is back with me for another episode and um y'all we're doing something a little bit different because we're not here like with each other and so we are recording this episode i guess you would say virtually over the phone so you know we just gonna see how this goes this might i may can add this to my you know list of things that I can do my list of talents I don't know we just gonna see how well this works out but yes you guys thank you for tuning into another episode of struggling ain't easy and y'all it's it's been a time it's been a week but how's your week been my week been great so far I mean we're only two days in so far I mean it's gonna drop on Thursday but it's Tuesday right now as we were recording but yeah um, it's been pretty good, you know, nothing too exciting has happened, but I can't complain. I feel you. Y'all, I moved this weekend. I did this past weekend. And oh my gosh, baby, can can I just tell them about my moving experience? Because you were there. Shout out to him. Y'all, I just have to brag on my mans a little bit because, well, a lot of bit because he deserves his flowers. He got up so early at what, like 5 a.m., 4 or 5 a.m.? Yeah, like 4.30. Yeah, and you had just went to bed like maybe a couple hours before that? Yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much. He drove five hours to come help me move. And when I tell you it was... I, w- I wouldn't say, like, it was a horrible moving experience. It was just, a- it started off as a rough day. And let me just tell you why. It started off as a rough day. This going to take some time, huh? Yeah, but I'm going to make it brief. So, no, take time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my cousins came to Alabama, and I went to go visit them, which was like, I had to drive over an hour away. So I thought everything was smooth, cool. You know, I could just go straight to the storage unit the next day, uh, pick up the truck, load my stuff up, move into my apartment. I just thought it was going to be so simple and easy as that. But that was not the case at all. I woke up the next day, forgot my storage unit keys all the way at home, which was over an hour away. So I had to drive an hour and a half you know, like a little bit of 30 extra minutes out the way because I tried to call the storage unit place thinking, oh, they can just cut my locks, but I can never get anybody on the phone. So I had to drive, you know, an hour and a half um, on my way home, go pick up my storage unit keys, drive all the way to the city to go to my storage unit place, thinking everything was going to be smooth sailing after that. And then it, it just completely was not. Got to the storage unit place, which is also where I was picking up the truck. And they told me they didn't have my reservation. So obviously, I mean, with me having a stressful morning, that was just more stress added on to it. It was just like a little, another roadblock. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So I asked, you know, could I rent a truck? 
And then they said they didn't have any trucks for me to rent. So I tried, you know, to look all over the city, tried to look for me another U-Haul place, you know, somewhere where I could rent a truck fast because I needed it like literally right then. And nobody had a truck available. So I called my dad and my dad told me to drive, you know, back home. Well, to call back home to see if, you know, they had any trucks available, which there was this one place and they did. So I had to drive what was it, like an hour, another hour back home to go pick up a truck. And baby, okay, do you want to tell like the experience of when we was at the place? I mean, because the people, they seem so nice. And y'all, um, for you guys who don't know, we are from Alabama. And so, I mean, we experience racism, I feel, but like, I mean, for, for me, is like I haven't really, I've experienced racism, but just nothing like too blatant. You know, like, well, I wouldn't say I haven't experienced those because I've had my fair share of experiences. But just, you know, like here lately, it just blew my mind that it's still hunchback of Notre Dame ass bitches that are out there that are just, you know, still hateful and have that type of hate in their heart for somebody because of the color of their skin. But like, do you want to tell like your experience or? Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what happened. So we get to the um little U-Haul place. It's not really even a U-Haul place. It's like a um a little mom and pop type. You feel I me? Mean? Like I don't even know what to call it. They got a whole bunch of stuff going on in there. So anyway, they got they written out U-Hauls too. So we pull up um T in there doing a little checkoff stuff. So because obviously she rented it, but I gotta drive it. Big twenty six foot. I don't know why she got this big old truck, but we got. It was the only truck. one they had. Okay, it was it was a huge truck for a, a small apartment worth of stuff, you know. Anyway, so we get there, she's checking it off, and then the lady walk over there, and you know she she looking at me, she looking me up and down, and you know what I'm saying. I'm just sitting, I'm eating some chips or whatever, and she looked at me, she was like, "Um, you gonna be driving that?" I was like, yes, ma'am. And I think she asked me that I know what I was doing or something like that. I was like, yeah, for sure or whatever. And so she was like, um, you know, y'all, you know where y'all going, you know, it gets dangerous out there at night. You know, somebody might look at you and be like, that's the person who took my stuff and just shoot you for no reason. I was like, what? Uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> well, we're going to go. You know what I'm saying? So we trying to just burst it off. Went on by a day, but then we, whenever she went away, we was like, "How uncomfortable did that make you feel?" And it's like, it was, yeah. it was just weird. For I've never had it be that way. I've never had somebody just look me up and down and like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like it definitely made me uncomfortable. But yeah. did you not notice that she went over to? It was this man. And she went over to him and she was like saying something to him while we were still doing the truck inspection. I was okay, trying to hurry. He walked over there too. Yeah. And, and it was like he was rushing us off. He was like, are y'all about to leave? And then he just kept asking, were we about to leave? And it was like, damn, let's finish the truck inspection first. But I mean, I wanted to get out there faster than he wanted me out there, you know? Damn. And so like, I don't know. But after that, the moving experience was great. You know what I'm saying? We got everything moved fast, fine, and dandy. We got the truck checked back in. Um, obviously, we didn't take it back to that 
place, that location. Um, but like, you know, we got the truck checked back in. Everything was good. And I am happy and loving my new place. Like I really am. I feel like I can, um, let's see. I don't really know what the word is, like, or what I'm trying to actually say, but like, I feel like I could just really have more freedom in my own place. You know what I'm saying? Right, I feel you. Steady blasting Ari Lennox's new apartment. Like, I did it for my first apartment. I'm going to do it for this one, too. You should do it for every apartment. Open say when you get a house. What, what should the, the uh, song be when you get a house? You know, I don't know. Do they make songs about, like, houses and stuff? Oh, yeah, it got to be. If, you should get a brick house, you know, so then you, you play brick house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. But what's a what's a different song? Um, I don't know nothing really. I, really I, don't, know. I don't I don't know none either. I mean, but even when I get a house, I'm probably still gonna be steady blasting R Lennox because you know, I told you once when I get once when we move in together, I'm having my own room. That's going to be my little, it's going to have a walk-in closet. So it's going to feel, you know, kind of like a little apartment or whatever. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to blast fine. it. That's yeah, fine. I'm going to blast this deal. Okay. I'm going to have my man cave. We blasting young boy. Okay. Well, you do that. But one thing that I have been thinking about lately like, you know, since I moved into my new apartment, I had been saving like y'all. I moved back home six months ago. I had been saving for this apartment, which I could have been moved out. But, you know, you want to be overly prepared. You don't want to be underprepared or feel like, oh, I saved up enough money. You know, you want to save up more than enough just in case any un unforeseen circumstances happen. So I stayed at home, you know, I moved home for six months and then, you know, now I'm out on my own again. I'm happy and excited about it. You know, you can definitely tell a difference um, about how happy I am. Like, I just feel like I just want to run all over this hole, you know. <laughs> but um, one thing that it's been making me think about, um, I truly feel blessed because the reason for me moving was because I got a new job. And I was thinking about like my past jobs and, you know, my job experiences, it, even from my very first job, like they have been horrible. And so, I mean, I can tell you plenty of stories, back to back stories of my job experiences. Do you have any? Um, I'll let you start. OK, well, I don't know where to start, but, you know, I've been telling y'all that I was going to tell y'all about my job experience um, with my previous job. Um, the one that I got before I was blessed with this amazing job and started my career, you know, and I can honestly say that because this is the very first job that the job that I currently have. It is the very first job that I have where I honestly am happy to have and I mean even, besides waking up early in the morning I I can't have I don't have any complaints about that job you know but with my last job experience child how was I living off of $14,000 a year someone please do the math and tell me I don't know but I was paying rent 
I was paying utilities. I was paying a car note. I was paying car insurance. And I was taking trips. I don't know how I did it. I really don't. All I can say is I was blessed. But, yes. But the reason why I did all of that was because, like, I really did want to live my life. I had just graduated college. I wanted to live my life. And I wanted to be up out of there faster than the A train. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. And... Okay, so I don't even know where to begin with this, um, but let's see. So, y'all, I worked at this um, nonprofit organization. And that's all I'm going to say about it was that it was a nonprofit organization, and I honestly loved working with them. Um, if you guys can read in between the lines, let's just say it was um, because this is very vital to the story that it was a place where you basically get your well, people think that you get homes built for free. You know what I'm saying? If you catch my drift. So um, I worked in the uh, the administrative part of this organization and everything was good. Smooth sailing. I was working there for over a year. Um, when the pandemic hit, I got to work from home. Um, everything was, you know, pretty cool. My boss was cool. He was younger. He was laid back. He really didn't care what you did as long as you got your work done. And I always got my work done. So, um, something happened in between, um, the span of, I would like to say maybe November and January. And then they saying, you know, my boss was gone. He told me that his last day was going to be like the end of the week and that he found a new job and that he was leaving. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? Because y'all, the only people that I had higher above me after that were um, board members. And these board members, from the very first time that I met them, they were not nice to me. They were they were older. And so they underestimated me and my ability to do a lot of things. And so um, I felt like it was disrespectful in a way. But, um, yeah, so I just took that as my sign to try to hurry and dip up out of there. After my boss left, things just went left. They called me. They told me that I had to come back into work, which was perfectly fine because I had been working from home for almost a year. But they told me that I had to come back into work and that the store manager had COVID, but that she was also bringing her kids to work who also had COVID, which is where she got, you know, where she contracted it from. And that was the only place that she was able to bring them because, you know, I guess obviously they wouldn't give her off. And so um, I was just like asking about my safety, but I had my own office. So I just stayed shut in my office. But upon that, they started to tell me that they didn't have enough money to pay me. And they just overall just did not respect me. They wanted me gone. They told me my boss, my previous boss told them after I left, I mean, well, after he left that, um, you know, I was looking for a new job after I graduated and that I was leaving soon. And I had never told them that, but that's what they expected out of me. And so they told me that they were going to cut my hours from 40 hours to 20 hours. Now, I told y'all at the beginning of this story that I had only been making $14,000 a year. Now, anybody knows $14,000. I don't know how I lived off of it, but 
rent and everything was cheaper in the area where I was. Um, like rent was like I paid like four hundred eighty five dollars a month for rent. So even then, I still don't know how I did it, but I did. But that's besides the point, y'all. So they decided to cut my um, hours from 40 to 20. And I told them if they did that, I wouldn't be able to pay my bills. And, you know, basically I would be homeless because, I mean, I was barely making it off of 40 hours. How am I going to make it off of 20 hours taking care of myself? I didn't depend on anyone for money. Like, you know, I was just really good at trying to save money at that time. I'm still really good because I have priorities. But that is the only reason why I had to be good with saving money. And so um, the board president, she looked at me and she told me, well, that's probably what we're going to do anyway. And then when it came down to cutting out positions, my position was going to be the first to go. So obviously I'm trying to, you know, contact people, trying to look for jobs, applying for hella jobs. Y'all, even Walmart wouldn't hire me. I think I told y'all that before. Even Walmart would not hire me. Now with the major that I had, um, that I graduated with, we had a cover letter and resume class. Um, and we had to get it reviewed. And so they told me that my cover letter and resume out of my major was the best one that they had seen and that I should get a job with no problem. Y'all, it took me seven months to get a job, which in Malcolm, you say that that's not a long time, <laughs> but I was looking for even a month before I graduated, I was looking for jobs. And it wasn't just in that area. I was looking for jobs in surrounding areas. I was looking for jobs out of state. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong, what was wrong with my resume, what was wrong with my um, my cover letter. I just couldn't figure it out besides the fact that I lacked experience. But I had everything but the experience. So that is what kept me at this nonprofit organization that I worked at. And so the longer that I worked there, the longer that, you know, time passed without me getting a new job, y'all, I was miserable. Like there was times where I would get paid super late. There was times where I just, they would expect for me to do way more, even work on my off day, but wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't reap the benefits of it. And so like that job experience was just to sum it up. It was just all horrible. Um, the people there, they were horrible. Y'all, when I got this new job, you know, starting off my career, I'm working at um, a hospital, which is my dream hospital to work at. And I was so happy and excited about it. My boss, she was the only one out of that place that actually tried to help me or that seemed genuine enough to try to help me. And so, um, but once when I got this job, we were really excited. I went and I told her, I have to wait two weeks or I have to wait, you know, until my background check and everything is clear before I can put in my two week notice. So, you know, to make sure everything's straight, which I knew it would be, but still. Y'all, the only reason why I stayed was because we were still in the middle of a pandemic, kind of like we are now. I guess people would say post-pandemic, but um, I still needed the money. I still needed to pay my bills. I was 
financially supporting myself, you know, so I had no choice but to keep that job until another opportunity came along. And so, you know, I told her we were very excited. Um, and then the next day I pull up in a work, a car is parked in my parking spot. And I'm like, hmm, okay, who is this early in the morning parking in my parking spot? So, you know, I just park right beside them. I walk in and I'm like, oh, it's another person that's standing there. You know, he's smiling all nice and everything. So I meet him. I introduce myself. And then my boss proceeds to tell me this is my replacement. Mind y'all, she had just found out the day before that I had gotten a new job. So I, you know, I meet him. I talk to him. She shows him around the place. I go into my office, you know, and I'm working. And she comes in and she's like, hey, so, yeah, can you um train him, you know, fill him in on what the position details and everything like that. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Y'all, I didn't care because, you know, I was getting ready to go off to make that bank anyway. But I just felt like it was kind of like shysty of how she did it, you know, like how she brought in my replacement like that. And so she was like, your last day is Friday, right? And I said, well, I just told you that they told me to wait to put in my two weeks notice until everything got cleared. And then she said, but your last day is Friday, right? So I'm thinking in my head, well, I don't want to be here anyway. And I don't want to stay, you know, in an area, in a place where I feel like I'm not even welcome. And I felt like I wasn't welcome in the first place. So I was like, yeah, y'all, I had to go, honey, what was it? Like maybe about like three weeks to a month. I went like a month and a half without a paycheck. And I and I don't know how, but I stressed that money out. But yes, like that was my experience dealing with my last job. That was probably one of the worst experiences that I had because um, I learned a lot about myself and I grew a lot, you know, um, coming from that situation. But it just sucked at the fact that I had to depend on another company, you know, another business to give me a paycheck so I could pay my bills so I could, you know, make a living and financially support myself. I had to depend on somebody else and they weren't even guaranteeing me a paycheck every two weeks, you know? So what was your, um, what was it a job experience or have you had a job experience that was kind of bad or that you just, you didn't like? Yeah. I, I take it all the way back to my first job. Um, where we live is a chain restaurant. I'm not going to mention their name, but, um, they're really good where we live, but I ended up working in the one in the next city over. So, um, first of all, this is like you said, I learned a lot about myself. This is when I found out I wanted to be an entrepreneur when I got older because I hated people telling me what to do. So it's a burger spot, you know? I'm working uh, up front. Um, we, you know, at night, I, I usually close because I'm in high school, so I, I can't come in during the morning. So I close, and it's a whole cleaning routine whenever you close, right? And so I go through my cleaning routine and everything, and it's a manager, and it's a dude, and he's like, hey, let me show you this right here. And he literally made me go through the back, the back, room people's cleaning routine for them for mm -hmm. training purposes and I would never work in the back ever 
And so, yeah, we got into it that day, and that was very interesting. I haven't had so many bad job experiences. I, I just hated that job. Um, you did hate that job a lot. Yeah. But I don't like any job, to be honest. To be honest, I just don't like people telling me what to do. Yeah, I feel like maybe, um, well, I, I hope within like the next 10 years or so, I'm working for myself, you know? And that that we are making generational wealth or, you know, at least on that on that track, on that road to becoming, you know, uh, creating generational wealth. Um, uh, hopefully I'm working for myself in the next four or five. Oh, yeah. I believe you will, though. You have a lot more um, motivation and push and you're very talented. So I feel like you definitely can make that happen. Thank you. I don't be doing that. Oh my goodness. You don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> but um what is the worst way that you've quit a job? Um I had a work study. And so it's so sad that I think back on it was a, I was working for a, a home of children and women. And uh, I only worked on Sundays. But it was a it was a cool job and them kids, but some of them kids, man, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was just one kid. He was about, I guess he was about six, seven, but he couldn't talk yet. But boy, he had an anger issue on him. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. He was just tripping every day. But me and him ended up becoming cool, but then they ended up moving out. And I was so happy for him. But anyway, I just, I, I got another job. Uh, this was like right before the pandemic, too. Um, I got another job, and I just kind of just stopped going. And that I, I look back at, I feel so bad because those people were so nice to me. <laughs> yeah, they were very nice. Um, I know the worst way that I've quit a job. This is, I think, the only job that I've actually quit. You know, um, the other jobs I've like put in a resignation, but this job I just went ahead and I quit. And it was my very first job, and it was McDonald's, y'all. Like. I hated that place. I worked there for six months, and I hated that place. And I'm going to go ahead and call this manager by name, Melissa, because, mm-hmm. listen, she had me messed up for real. Like, it was it was times where I would try to take off, and she would scribble my name out of the calendar. And then when I – and then she would schedule me purposely for the days that I took off. And when I would, like, you know, tell her, hey, I took off for these days, she'd be like, well, no, it wasn't in the calendar. And, y'all, there was, it was so bad, you could go to the calendar and look where she scribbled your name off. And so there was, um, I was supposed to be off on Wednesdays because Wednesdays I used to go to church, you know, like that night. And sometimes I would skip out, you know what I'm saying? But it was nice to have me a set day out of the week because I was in high school. So it was nice for me to have a set day out of the week where, you know, I didn't have to go to work after school. And so um, they scheduled me and they were calling me. Mind you, I'm off on Wednesdays. I'm not thinking about going into work. They blowing my phone up. Hey, where are you? You're supposed to be at work. No, I'm not. I'm off on Wednesdays. Well, the schedule says that you're supposed to be here. And I'm like, well, the schedule line, because I'm not coming in. So my boss calls me, and she's like, you're supposed to be here. She starts going off on me, y'all. 
like Melissa, she had me all the way messed up. And my mama was in the car and I had her on the phone, like on a speaker. My mama, while Melissa's going off on me, my mama's going off talking about, uh-uh, hand me the phone, all this and that. You know how parents try to handle a situation for you, but you know that they're going to end up making it worse? All the time, especially with, like, coaches and stuff like that. Yes. So, like, that that was this kind of situation. And so my mama was going off. She was upset. And I'm like, mama, calm down because I'm trying to talk to my manager. This is my job. You know, I'm steady trying to get a paycheck, y'all. I hate working for people. You and I truly do hate working for people. And I hate just quitting something. But this day I had to give it up. So after my manager, she was like yelling at me, going off on me. I was honestly, I truly quit because I was embarrassed. She went off on me in front of my mama. And she had never went off on me before. But like she did it, you know, for the first time in front of my mama, which pissed me off. And then she hung up in my face, not once, but twice. So since she hung up in my face, I texted her and I just said, I quit, bitch. And she went to work and she told everybody I cussed her out. Honey, I only said one cuss word and I don't take that as, you know, cussing somebody out. But it was just, I felt like she deserved to be called a bitch because that's how she treated me. At the time, I was, what, like 17? And she was, you know, like, they used to do us teenagers bad. Like, you know, because they felt like they could run over us. And so that was also another job that I hated. That was a horrible experience. But I don't know anybody who loves working at McDonald's. They had y'all working slave hours up there. Yes. Like, we went up in high school. Oh, God, you tell y'all to clock out, then finish cleaning. Child, they had me messed up. Yeah, I worked my yeah, hours. We and I, We would keep talking about it. Who they gonna sue us? No. Oh, they, they gonna, gonna get sue sued. Us? They gonna end up broken in what they listen. McDonald's is not broke though. Like not I broke, but they ain't gonna come away with nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is true. That's very true. <laughs> but y'all, like McDonald's was my worst job experience. I mean, I've had other horrible job experiences, obviously, because I just told y'all. But like for my first job experience, oh no. No, honey. I feel like when I have a kid, I'm not about to press them to get no job. I'm righteously not. I would teach them responsibility and, you know, um, I guess entrepreneurship and, you know, different ways that you can support yourself financially and make money, um, have passive incomes and everything. I will teach them that myself before I would rather have them working for McDonald's or whoever else. Because they really be trying them child labor laws, child. Well, my goal is to really just be in a position where my kids never have to get a job. Well, kind of like we have like a family business and it's big enough to where everybody's rich. So nobody has to really worry about anything. But I want them to learn how to run the business so it stays within the family. As generations come, so like it kind of creates generational wealth and like work ethic as it goes. For sure. What is um something about generational wealth? What is one important thing that you feel you will for sure teach your kids? So, um, education is key. Whether it comes from like a university or just your own research, education is key. No one thing about money is not getting it. Getting money is easy. Is keeping money and maintaining money. So yeah. it's going to be important 
for me to tell my children and whoever goes along with my bloodline that you need to educate yourself on what to do with your money when you get it because that's just as important as getting it. That is very true because a lot of people, especially when you're young, as soon as you get money, you, you be wanting to give it away. Oh, yeah. You want to get all your little trinkets that you always wanted because you what people say, uh, they still they kids with adult money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And so, um, also, you know, I just thinking about that, I was just thinking about tax season coming up and everybody claiming their kids. Somebody can pass their child right along to me, please. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, but there is something about generational wealth that my overall goal is to have financial freedom. Um, teaching, like you said, I think it's just more about finances and uh, trying to teach my kids about financial freedom and how much more you can do and accomplish with that type of freedom. They don't have to worry about um, school loans. They don't have to worry about a mortgage. They don't have to worry about, you know, really anything. We have to worry about that stuff, but I feel like we're the we're the people who can crawl so they can run or who can walk so they can run, whatever the saying is. I pray we get to running and they just hop on our back. Yeah, that is true. We try to get to that paper. Hopefully we got enough money they could just hop on up in the whip and you know. Sure. But <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. So, um, well, it honestly seems like we've been talking for like five seconds, but I mean, it's been at least 30 minutes and y'all, I mean, like Malcolm said, it is a Tuesday. What, what day is it? It's Tuesday right now. It's Tuesday. Yeah. And I, I have to get up and go to work in the morning. And so um, I thank you guys for listening to another episode of Struggling Ain't Easy. This is episode number seven, I think. Um, so, baby, would you like to drop your socials? Oh, yeah. Follow me uh, at plantstreetbaby.ent. That's on Instagram. That's it. Thank you. And you can also follow um, the Struggling Ain't Easy podcast Instagram struggling ain't easy and um you can also follow my regular instagram the underscore t marie and that's t-m-a-r-i-e and um thank you again baby for joining me on another episode of struggling ain't easy because it's been a struggle and that shit is not easy (laughs) (laughs) but um thank you so much i really have um been enjoying making these episodes for you guys and I just want to say please remember that I um, have moved and so um, I am in the middle of trying to get everything together and trying to push out these episodes for you guys and give you nice quality updated episodes Um, I promise you I will get back more on the role of posting more frequently on uh, social media. It's just I've just been having to fall back a little bit for the time being with everything that has been going on in my personal life. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm back and I'm better. Um, I feel like you guys are going to be getting a different kind of energy. Like I already feel like there's a different energy with me on here. You know, I don't know if that's just me. 
No, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you do. And I hope you listeners, I hope that you guys can feel it too. And I really do thank you guys for listening to another episode and, you know, for sticking with me and tuning in to um, this is week seven. So thank you guys so much. And I really do love and appreciate all of you guys. Um, don't forget to DM me um, any questions, tips, tricks, anything that you would like to um, hear us discuss on the podcast. And with that being said, thank you guys. And you guys have a great night.